2: Faxon depends on their computer network. Jennifer explains why Tab Computer Systems was tasked with maintaining that network.
3: We were looking for a company that could better support us we had an emergency.
2: And if an emergency happened?
3: You're looking at the person who would put her IT hat on, but I have no IT experience, so we really needed somebody else to take on the role for
2: us. Tab is there when Jennifer needs them.
3: When we have an emergency and I'm picking up that phone, we're getting a call back super quick.
2: Summing up her experience with Tab.
3: Their attention to customer and the customer needs has been wonderful
2: for us. Making a change like Jennifer? Call TAB today. 1-888-TAB-4-HELP. 1-888-TAB, the numeral 4-HELP. Or visit TABinc.com. Technologies Advancing Business. TAB Computer Systems. This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
4: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the uh, employee owners of TAB. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842 is the number, it's the only number, and no matter where you are in the country, it's probably kind of cost you the same if you use your cell phone. Otherwise, <laughs> if you call on the old-fashioned landline, oh, it's going to cost yeah, you an arm and a leg. Yeah, you're going to pay toll charges up, up the wazoo. Yeah, so call call us on your cell phone, eight six zero five two two nine eight four two, which is kind of an oxymoron for a call-in show to say, call on your cell phone, because cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I lost you, I can't hear you. <laughs> Can you hear me now? But that's what we're telling you. Yeah. Um, so we'll be here till eleven o'clock. So feel free to stick around and uh, get your calls in. Uh, no guests today, so it's just you and us uh, helping you with your computer problems and uh, or oh, talking about our kids and our cats. And so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, as usual and customary, we do have our technology news that you can use or be just just to get you aware of what's going on out there. Um, here's the headline: Robot mistakes man for box of peppers and kills him. <gasps> So no. yes, uh, the poor guy in Korea lost his life to a robot that moves boxes of peppers. Uh, a malfunctioning sensor system blamed for the technician's death at this Korean food plant. He was in his 40s, and he's a- sadly he was actually the guy who was who's tweaking the robot. He's oh. they had made some changes to how the. The robot was supposed to move through the warehouse, and he was making these changes just to see if the sensors were working properly. And then the robot reportedly took hold of him, using its arms and and tongs, as it were, crushing him. I won't tell you where or how. Um, But the, the officials, the Korean officials down there, believed the system misidentified the man as a box of food. Oh. Not a good thing. Um, they, now the thing about this is they've been using this uh, robot technology in this warehouse for more than five years.
5: Oh, so they're not they're not new to this. No.
4: Oh. So they're going to have to figure out you know how to have the robot not see you as a box of peppers. That seems to be a bit of a design flaw. Um, Just but,
5: a tiny bit.
4: Yeah, and uh, I mean there's tons of amazing robots that are out there. If you've ever seen oh. the Boston Dynamics um, videos, yeah, it is freaky scary what these mm-hmm. things can do. They're jumping on. They're jumping, running, doing doing you know, all sorts of uh, obstacle courses. So, you know, eventually we're all going to be replaced it seems by robots and AI.
5: Well, um, I've seen some robots in manufacturing sector. Oh, yeah. And you see them like flipping things over, you know, they literally will flip a part right. and they move an arm here and they'll remove a piece over there and then yeah. they flip the part. I mean, yeah, I mean it can do some really amazing stuff.
4: And it's a good thing, right? Because re- there's a lot of repetitive injury that happens with, with humans that do that type of thing where they're actually having to move the part and put it in position. And
5: right. And some sense. of the parts that they're making are actually very small. So if right. a human is working on them, it would take, you yeah. know, much, much longer. So yeah, it's kind of.
4: We'll see what happens. I'll put the link up for you guys to read the little story here. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
5: you know,
4: they have to work on the sensors for that.
5: Yeah. And they, they can't use the excuse that this is a new thing. No, no. Been doing no. it for five
4: years. So, yeah. again, they have a somehow, which kind of seems weird to me, a Korea has a worker shortage, too. Ooh, um, It's a pretty populous country.
5: But, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Last I knew.
4: Not enough people to do the jobs. I so, guess. What else you got, Dennis?
5: Um, I've got a story about, well, it's a little bit about AI, too. Sure. Different kind of AI. Yeah. And it deals with smartphones. All right. They're uh, smarter than we thought out, they were. It turns out that there is a way that smartphones can Detect whether or not you're drunk. Oh, with cool. 98% accuracy. And then make a phone call for an Uber? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Get that Uber no. black to pick you up? Maybe. The, the way this works is uh, you are asked to say something. Mm-hmm. It's typically a tongue twister.
4: Uh, red leather, yellow leather.
5: Yeah, or uh, sea, sh- she sells seashells by the seashore, yeah. which you I sure couldn't you're not drunk? even do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it listens to how you do it. It yeah. breaks it up into little segments and it analyzes the audio quality of that and then yep. it determines whether or not you're likely to be drunk. Interesting. And it's a pretty good like I said 98% accuracy is pretty darn good to me. Mm, That's What's the accuracy of those little portable, you know, alcohol, I don't know. Ac, you know, alcohol analyzers that you breathe into? Oh, is the, that 98% accurate? Oh, the cops will tell you it's 100%. Well, <laughs> yeah, of course, they're going to say that, yeah. uh, but I don't know what the accuracy is. So yeah. it might actually be an improvement on that yeah, for so all we know. So
4: imagine, I mean, I know there's, I, I was listening to something where they're trying to put in a kill switch into your car. So imagine right. you have this app on your phone.
5: And, it, and it's what you need to use to start your car.
4: Right. It seems to know that you've been at, you know, whatever the bar was, O'Malley's or, or the, <laughs> the drunken clam. And it says, hey, wait a minute here. Yeah. I've, I know you've been in this place. Why don't you try to say this, and then it doesn't let you turn the car on? That's kind of an interesting thing. Mm. Um, I know there's a fight happening in Washington about this kill switch, uh, but I don't know. It's well, it's not safe on the roads anymore. Uh,
5: no, I mean <laughs> not in Connecticut anyway. It, I don't
4: know about other places. It is nuts. I mean in we Massachusetts. Went, I went to the Lettuce concert last night, and uh, in in uh, Infinity Music Hall, and Lettuce was that place was jam packed. Brought my wife and uh, much to her chagrin and uh my uh son and his girlfriend and and we we really couldn't handle being there the whole time because it was just you just you were gonna get high <laughs> and doing a secondhand smoke. Um and we were not interested in that. So we took off and it was around ten o'clock and we're leaving Hartford and it is like a raceway out there. Ooh. We're in the middle lane doing, you know, 60, 65. We're getting past like we're standing still. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, if there's state police out there, they could make a mint pulling these people over. I mean, it had to be 15 different cars flying around like crazy people out there. Yeah. So if there's a, if there's a smartphone that can say, well, Hey buddy, you're going too quick or I don't know that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously pulling you over as you're doing 80, killing your, killing your vehicle would not be a smart thing. Uh, Yeah. You can't (laughs) really do that. (laughs) No. But we need to incorporate some level of AI because clearly we don't have any actual intelligence. So we'll need some (laughs) artificial intelligence to (laughs) slow you down. Um, other news, SolarWinds. Remember SolarWinds? I do. SolarWinds basically um, had a tool, an, an RMM tool, and a tool that would, quote-unquote, help you with security of your systems. Really? Yeah, that's what they had.
5: Oh, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> well, we,
4: we need that security, right? We do. Back in 2020, they had <laughs> their uh, their attack, basically. They, they got infiltrated um, by Russians that actually were able to update the software
5: And And integrate their own code into the software and run it on everybody's systems.
4: Of course, SolarWinds was very happy to brag about the fact that they worked in government. (laughs) It was all over their website. They're like, hey, target me, target me. We work hard with government and industry. (laughs) and uh, Fortune 100 companies. yeah. Yeah. So they were impacted pretty seriously. And now the SEC is getting involved, and SolarWinds says, you know, SEC, you suck. You're a you're a watchdog that lacks competence to regulate cybersecurity. Now, this could be true. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this could be true. In a link, in a <laughs> lengthy blog post published on Wednesday, uh, it dissected some of the SEC's allegations, which it evidently believes to be false. The first of which was that SolarWinds lacked adequate security controls before the Sunburst attack took place. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to think that would probably be true, because if you had adequate security protocols, the Russians <laughs> wouldn't have gotten in. Right. So you don't have to be an IT genius to come up with that allegation, I guess. Um, and of course SolarWinds categorically deny those allegations. Company had appropriate cybersecurity controls in place before sunburst. Huh. And it says the SEC misleadingly quotes snippets of documents and conversations out of context to patch together a false narrative about our security posture. It's really kind of hard to say. I didn't I didn't run into the back of that guy's car well, when the guy's front of the back of his car is crushed <laughs> and and the right. cop is saying you lacked adequate
5: braking controls and you're saying, Well, yeah, it's kinda of yeah, taking you, us out d- of context. D- d- you, Mr. Cop, you, you can't really tell us that. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nutty. You're not you're not smart enough to tell us that.
4: So the the SEC's cybersecurity related capabilities were again questioned when SolarWinds addressed the allegations that it didn't follow NIST cybersecurity framework hmm. uh, at the time of the attack.
5: Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Yes, I have a question. Mm. Solar Wind sells this as a product that will help you live up to NIST standards, right? You as a company. It it's well,
4: I, I can't say I speak specifically to that, but it would seem well, logical that they would.
5: And they don't live up to NIST on well, in their own right. Here's I mean. here's the here's the uh, <laughs> rebuttal. It said the evidence provided
4: was pre- uh, was a preliminary report regarding the adherence to different standards, so they didn't necessarily follow the NIST. Framework. They followed the NIST special pub, special publication SP 853. Oh, now we're we're in the in, in the business of 800-171. Oh, um, and okay. they also followed FedRAMP, and these are entirely different to CSF. So okay. this is the other issue of all these frameworks. And then we oh, had we yeah. had CISA right. on here, David Palmbach from CISA on here, right? And yeah, they're going to follow NIST, but there are like there's more and more and more of these frameworks coming mm. out. There
5: are yeah I, I, I yeah there's different different. Things that are included in some of these frameworks. So they were following a
4: framework, but not that framework. Does that make them guilty of not being security compliant? I, I, FedRAMP is pretty secure, mm, right? Um, but clearly not yeah. secure enough.
5: Well, that's the whole point. Right. Whatever security they had was not secure enough. That's that's the right. bottom line.
4: And most of the attention SolarWinds gave to debunking the SEC's claims were related to the technical matters, such as its response to the claim that the VPN vulnerability allowed the sunburst attackers to access solar wind systems. The company said the allegation was false and that there was no VPN vulnerability. However, so it goes on and on and on and on. They're back. They're fighting the SEC back and forth. Hmm. Um, but again, you ran to the back of the car. You clearly were running too close. Mm-hmm. It is your fault. Um, good luck. Uh, maybe the SEC doesn't have the jurisdiction to do to go after them, but maybe they do. I don't know. I what do I know? I don't know either. We're just a co- bunch of computer geeks here, not that sharp, but uh, we'll put the link up here for your your reading pleasure, so you can see what's going on here with solar winds. But they're still out there selling stuff. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah, and uh, vehemently defending themselves. So we're going to be here till eleven o'clock. The lines are coming in. Feel free to get online early. It's the best time to call us. 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. bit of lettuce for you. These guys are pretty tight. So uh, got a chance to check them out last night in Hartford at an Infinity Music Hall, and then uh, promptly
5: <laughs> <laughs> had to bail. <laughs> B- <laughs> bailed.
4: Uh, it was funny. We watch. We're walking out. And the, the the I don't know the bouncers. Wherever they were What do you want to call them? You're leaving already? Yeah. Going to get high in here. Stay any longer. <laughs> um, so we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. <laughs> Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And we're going to go to your calls first. We're going to go to Joe in Plainville. Oh, what's going on, Joe?
6: Hey, gentlemen. Good morning. How Good are morning.
4: you? Good morning. Good.
6: How are you? Uh, doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, first, all, I just want to let you guys know, uh, based on your uh, recommendations, I downloaded the Brave browser. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty good stuff.
5: It's actually. really cool. I love it.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I'm looking. I'm looking at actually all my all my data that it that it tracks, which is pretty pretty neat. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's my here's. My, I'm going to try to explain this issue best I can for you. So I was working for a company, and the time that I was working with them ended, and they did not want their computer back. They're like, "No, you can keep it. It's a Dell machine. I'm running Windows 11 on it." All right. And so in preparation for the end, uh, what I did was I created a, um, a sub-account or another account using my uh, personal email address. So on the machine was the work email address, which was the admin mm-hmm. uh, account, and then the sub-account or the different account, which was my regular email. But what I neglected to do was to make that an admin. Yeah. So. When they removed my work email address, the admin account is gone. So now I'm sitting here on this machine, and I can't do anything with it because the the profile I have on there is not an admin account.
4: The local admin is gone,
6: yeah. what is, what what can I do?
4: I'm looking at Dennis because this is not something I touch every day. He's always messing with accounts, so I'm hoping he's got an answer for you all right.
5: in the windows eleven settings, mm-hmm. um you know, the little cog. Uh, Yeah, You open that up, you go to accounts, okay? Yeah. And in there, uh, I think what you're going to have to do, I'm going to open it up in Windows 11 here just so that I have exactly the same path uh, that you're going to see. What you're going to want to do in there is scroll down to wherever that work account is or was. I mean, there are... I would think that there's going to be a relic of it somewhere on that on that pane. Um okay. and you're going to have to find a tool to manage it and yeah. remove it. Now the manage button might actually take you out to a web page where you can actually um connect to that account um either through Microsoft 365 if that's how they deployed yeah. it or mm-hmm. It would go to uh, your own company servers, and that would break, so that right. you wouldn't load anything. It'll just try to open the web page, and it will fail. Now, this um, is
4: this is all to just deal with the account. What right. about what about just factory defaulting it? Because it should bring back the operating system that was on. That there.
5: is an option too. Um, well,
6: everything but, is still working fine. Like, I can see my account that I created uh-huh. it's right. there, but what I don't see is the old account.
5: Well, what I was trying well, to the do is to get you removed. to to remove the, how can I put it, the cloud or remote association mm. with the local account on the computer, because re- effectively, there are two different things here. Right. There is a local account on the computer in Windows, even though it won't really show it to you, Mm -hmm. um, at least in any of these panes. But you need to detach that local account Mm -hmm. um, from its remote or cloud instance. Once you've done that, then you should be able to get control of the local account on the computer. The new one he created. No, not oh. a new one. It'll be the existing default account that was initially installed on the computer when it was set up oh. by the corporation. It'll show up? It may or may not. Mm. That's what I'm angling for. Yeah. Now, All if right. you want to do a factory reset, right. it is possible to do that. And that might actually be a more effective way to go, even though it will take a long, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um which cool. is kind of why I was making my suggestions. I was I'm yeah. trying to save you like, yeah. like a few yeah, hours. Yeah, no, what I did, but I,
6: I used um, I used a uh, an app that they have so you can get the key because I don't have the key. But I used an app to download or to actually view the key and I copied it. I would need that to yeah. do a factory reset, correct?
5: Uh, yes, you would. That would be the probably the BitLocker key. Right, yeah, either the yeah.
6: BitLocker,
4: but they there is the they do store the key now locally on the hardware. Right, too. it would
5: get into the TPM, it, and it, you might not have to enter it, but having it definitely helps you do Just the factory reset in case it's required. Yeah, um,
6: will, will it will if I'm not an admin, will it let me reset the system? Yes, because yeah.
5: you're doing that outside of the operating system.
6: Okay. Hey, how um, do I go about doing it? If well, I, to do, I hate to do that, <laughs> but if I had to,
5: I will. I will. will post the link to to do that if yeah. you'd like to. We're, com- we're coming and up
4: against a hard break on this. Yeah,
5: And, and you'll have that, to. Much.
6: I appreciate it.
5: Yeah. You'll have to set
4: options to keep your data. All right, Joe. Good luck to that with you. We'll put those links up there for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox
0: Internet?
4: And we are back. It's a little lettuce for you. Checked them out last evening. Pretty great venue there at the uh, Infinity Music Hall in Hartford. Yeah, yeah. Easy parking, but I couldn't find my parking ticket. (laughs) So I had to pay the full price on top of it. Oh, no. But of course, I found my parking ticket when I got home.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Uh, I think it was
4: all the secondhand marijuana. I don't
5: know.
4: <laughs> so that was an interesting concert. But they're a good band. Um, oh. I blame it on the marijuana. So we're gonna we're gonna be here till eleven o'clock. I was not partaking. I was just secondhanding. Be um, here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, we did post a very uh, in-depth article for Joe on um, what aspect of the uh, Windows how to
5: How to reset, the, reset it to factory state. Right. And it includes showing him the options that he would need to keep his data. Yeah. And Good. that will end up in a directory called Windows.old mm-hmm. on the computer or on the C drive of the computer. Right. And then he can look at his uh, files uh, that will be under that. Okay. Um, it'll be under the users directory under that, and then whichever user account name, um, all that data was in. I mean, in the old days, we would really have to work hard to maintain the key and trying
4: to you know make sure you had the local admin password. Yeah. It is getting better, I guess, and allowing you to
5: start fresh. Uh, yeah, they they have they have done a little better job of that, I have to say. I did read an article though where they uh, are going to stop bugging you about why
4: you keep disconnecting your eye. What is it? The iDrive there, One OneDrive. Yeah, Eric. Sorry, iDrive OneDrive. One drive. <laughs> so many drives, but they're warning. They're constantly bugging you to say, "Hey, why are you? Why are you disconnecting your OneDrive?" And they want to know why every oh. time, and they're going to stop asking. <gasps> because microsoft we don't want our stuff synced
5: out
6: there for whatever because reason.
5: until now you've been telling me all about all the features that i'm not using and i don't want to hear about it so right. now i'm disconnecting and now i'm hearing about disconnecting right oh don't, don't you like us
4: anymore is there microsoft is wondering let's go on to brad in new brand what's going on there brad gentlemen good morning how are
3: you today okay how are you good not bad not bad uh I'm, I want to call to give you an update from a conversation we had about eight months ago. We love the oh, updates. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, you, you get a thousand calls, so I don't expect you to remember mine, but this was uh, in regards to an issue I was having to be faced with, uh, buying a computer, mm-hmm. uh, obtaining a computer from work for home use and what to do with the old one. So mm-hmm. what, what eventually happened, uh, I, I was proposing to you that I was going to switch out the hard drive and all the little innuendos that go along with adding a, an SSD on, uh, you know, replacing an HDD in my laptop. Yep. And, you know, I, th- I think I kind of had it figured out, but I know it was there was no coming back if I did that on my only computer that I had to work with at mm-hmm. the time. So what ended up happening? So long story short, uh I did get a, a laptop from work, so that settled. I ended up purchasing a uh an HP uh refurbished on Amazon. Okay. Okay. For like for like 2 300 bucks and it was it runs fine. It's That's perfect. good. It had win- had Windows 10, it's got the speed, it's got everything I needed and uh that worked worked well. Awesome. now I've got the original uh 8-year-old laptop Mm-hmm. that still looks at me every day and it mm-hmm. says, you've got to try replacing the hard drive. Just, just...
4: <laughs> you got nothing else to do, huh?
3: <laughs> well, no, it's not the point. It's just that I like to beat computers at their game. All right. And, okay. and uh, I said, I'm going to do it. So, so I went and picked up a, a Samsung SSD, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 500, 500 gig, and uh, they've got wonderful software. And you know that feeling you get when you're on a problem on a PC or a laptop and you win?
5: Yeah. (laughs) That's why we do that. What we do. Yeah. It's (sighs) the whole, it's the whole goal here.
3: What what a great feeling. So (laughs) last night I, I sat down and I cleaned out all the files I could off the HDD and set it up, got a SATA cable and hooked up the drive to my USB. It took two and a half hours to bring everything over because it's just so slow on the USB. And yeah, the old hdd but i came back into the room and the computer was off i says okay Mm -hmm. i unplugged it took the drive out put the new ssd in bingo i won yay (laughs) nice so yeah you know it's an old it's an old laptop but boy what a difference i'm telling you and if i can get a you know if i can use it for a, a third computer just to laying around the house or whatever, it's going to be great. But I just wanted to give you an update. Everything worked out fine, but I didn't want to pull the plug until (laughs) I know I had reserves. Right.
4: Well, that's smart of you. Well, yes. With computers, resistance is futile. (laughs) So you need... (laughs) Good job, Brad.
2: Good job.
3: Anyway, you guys were very helpful. You kind of guided me along in the beginning, but like I said, it's taken six months to get to that point where uh, I I have a win. Nice.
4: Well, (laughs) that's cool. Enjoy the win.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, and just to, just a note: Samsung's migration software. If you buy a Samsung and SSD, yep, it's wonder, It's easy.
5: Oh, it's it's, it's magnificent.
3: Hmm. I mean, it's it is. like one click. It's almost like plug and play.
5: It, <laughs> it is. We like seriously.
4: That. Awesome. So, well, thanks for the update, Brad.
3: No problem at all. Thank you, guys.
4: All right, there's there's yep. somebody happy with his computers. Nice. <laughs> it's nice to hear, and we like to hear the updates of how these things turn out. Um, let's go on next to Mitch in Manchester. Hey, Mitch, what's up?
0: Morning, guys. Thanks for all the help. Our pleasure. Um, first of all, nobody ever thinks about the robots. Um, now they got to euthanize the poor thing.
4: So <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's true. We well, we don't know its uh, name. If, if we gave it a name, then it wouldn't be euthanized. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Robbie the robot.
6: Yeah. Um,
0: I got a new laptop just two days ago. And mm-hmm. at least with me, anytime I do a big hardware change, there are always surprises. And um, the one here is I have—I'm probably dead with this, but I have an Adobe CS4 suite. I've had it for, of course, a long time. Yeah. Um, and apparently, it seems as they—they don't—they're—the they're, the registration servers for that old thing are dead. So right. I yes. can't. I, it doesn't look like I can do anything with it. I put the I put the serial number in, and I just get the dreaded red X. And and I'm right. um, just wondering if you have any kind of solution for that.
4: No, there's really very few workarounds for when the
5: registration servers won't accept the registration that yeah. I know of. Yeah, that's that's something that's in Adobe's hands only. Yeah, right. and okay. and if they've shut those off, then they're off. Which yeah. again, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, doesn't seem very.
4: Consumer focused, right? If the software would work, you know, why deprecate it like that?
0: I know, but and as you know, it's what it's six hundred something dollars a year. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah for the for the for the whole
5: suite. I'm yes, definitely. I'm a little
0: guy. I don't, you know, I mean, nobody got time for that.
4: So. Right, right. Oh. No, sorry, um, Mitch.
0: Thanks, and just uh, I'll I won't let you explain. Have you explain the whole thing? But I'm starting to. Th- you mentioned password manager things a lot on the show. Um, hmm. And I can I can look into that myself unless you have time. But it, but what it, what's uh, what is one that you like that I can look into for that?
5: I think we've been prov- uh, recommending Bitwarden lately. Bitwarden, Bitwarden is yeah, I remember yeah. that. Bitwarden,
4: okay. Yeah, the other one is simply a rolodex of uh, old-fashioned <laughs> cards. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, that's what you're right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I have now too.
6: So
4: nothing wrong right, with that.
6: Cool. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> all right. I appreciate all the help. You got it, Mitch. Thank you, buddy. All right. Bye, bye. Yeah, I
4: mean, these these password managers, as we have more and more and more passwords, it's going to be a thing. However, Google's going passwordless um, using the device as the password. So the more we can get passwordless and not have to deal with all these crazy passwords, the better things will be.
5: Well, one of the nice features of the password managers is not that just they keep track of them, Mm -hmm. but you can use them to generate really complicated passwords that are virtually impenetrable. Unless... Your last pass, where you're, uh, right, you're where compromised. Right, where somebody actually got your password, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the
4: snag. Um, so we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so Tom, hang on. You're out there in Rock Hill, South Carolina. We do want to chat with you. we got to take a quick break. Three lines open for you, 860 9842 is the number. Everything we talked about so far has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It'll get there eventually. It'll get to the Live Links area, but if you also can go to our Facebook page over the Computer Talk with Tab Listener Network. It's a private group. you got to join us there. And uh, the links will get in there. You can also chat amongst your fellow Computer Talk with Tab listener network folks. Um, ask questions, and they've been helping each other out, which is kind of cool. And Michael also posted over to the uh, Twitter page, or the old formerly known as Twitter page, X page, mm-hmm. right? At uh, Tab Computer Sys, if you follow us out there. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tam. Uh, I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're going to get to your calls. Feel free to get online. All the lines are starting to really jam up. Oh, we lost our South Carolina caller. Um, we were just about to go to him. <laughs> Oops. Um, oh, there we go. He's back. So let's go over to Tom in Rock Hill, South Carolina. What's going on there, Tom?
8: Well, I'm in trouble with my Epson compu- um, printer communicating with the router. The uh, computer recognizes it, and I'm trying to have something printed all from the computer to the printer, but it's not doing it. And I've been on Epson online, and they had a, had the whole thing reinstalled, and it still doesn't do it. So you
4: had Epson support help you, and it still couldn't get yeah. your printer to print. Right. Man, mm-hmm. if I had a nickel.
8: And the printer does print. I had did copy and scan and all that, but this won't communicate with the router to get something off the computer.
4: All right. Is it wireless or wired?
8: wireless. Yep,
4: I could have had, I knew it yeah. was wireless. how did you know? <laughs> what's, so what's the IP address of that wireless printer, Tom?
8: Oh, shoot, I n- don't have that on me right now.
4: Well, that's part of your problem, oh,
8: I think. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah. The, the printer can't, the computer can't find the printer.
8: Well, the computer recognizes the printer is there.
4: But it's offline. I, on,
8: I, I pulled it off the tools, but it's just uh, from a Going from there, it just doesn't come up. So, you're saying the uh, computer is not recognized in a printer at all?
4: Well, it's it, it's probably sees that, it's, that you, you have the driver loaded, but I'm guessing it's showing as offline, correct? Right.
8: Oh, okay.
4: Does it okay. say offline, or it, if it says oh, online, no. you'd be printing?
8: Home. I'm not home. I'm calling oh. from my uh, gym. So oh, I'm okay. just,
4: uh, You're calling yeah, from your yeah. gym?
5: Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, man. It's almost like the universe is telling me something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're most likely your printer is. It's seen because they loaded the driver, but it's yeah. offline. And the reason you're having trouble printing to it is because the computer can't find what IP address has been set for it because uh, it's it's wireless. So do you know okay. how to get into your router?
8: Uh, I will find out. That's for sure. All
4: right. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to get into your router, mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. going to set a reserve area of IP addresses. So you're mm-hmm. going to do a couple things while you're in there. You're going to configure your router for Open DNS. Right. So oh, yeah. If you haven't done that already. And that means anybody who comes to your home is going to be safer on the Internet, number one, because okay. you're going to be using a safe, much more safe Internet service as far as the DNS yeah. goes. And then while you're in there, you're going to start handing out IP addresses. Instead of 192.168.1.2, you're going to start at like 192.168.1.25, meaning okay. from 24 down, you have some open addresses that, are, that you can use as static IP addresses. Oh, okay. So now what you're going to do, once you've configured that, so now the, now the, the router is not going to hand out a random IP address to your printer every time it boots up and says, hey, I need an IP address, and now it's going to give it .50. Well, the computer's like, where is the printer? It used to be at .30, but now it's at .50. Uh, do you understand?
8: Okay. Okay, I get it now.
4: So, yeah. one, so then you're going to go into the printer and say, okay, printer, I'm going to set a static IP address of 192.168.1.5, let's say. Okay. And then you're going to tell the com- the computer within the configuration of that Epson setting to say, "Hey, make sure you send your print job to 1.5." Um, okay. That should solve it. Now, if Epson had a good tool to actually help with this type of thing, you wouldn't be calling us. And clearly, the Epson s- support uh, I, didn't help uh, much. Yeah,
5: I was going to say, not only do they probably not have a good tool, they don't have uh, very knowledgeable tech support yeah. either.
8: No, no. It's called the techs, tech uh, tech tech. Of course, it's it's banker hours and mm. Then they'd say, they refer, referred me to their online service, and that was it. So I already did that like three times, and it still didn't work. So
4: Wow. So my the thing that you're going to do when you get back from the gym and, and, and yeah. putting us all to shame after you work out and— good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um You're going to then go, and you're going to look at your IP address on your printer, and then okay. you're going to go look at the Epson printer uh, configuration to see if it shows online or not. Um, okay. You can even play around with something called ping if you want to get a little more involved and see if you can ping okay. the printer. Yeah. Um, and that's a DOS mm-hmm. command. But um, okay. lots of, this is all recorded on our um, app. So you, uh, if you want to, if you, if you forget anything we've talked about, you can go ahead and listen to it again on the Odyssey app. Uh, sure. The podcast will be there for you and we'll chat about it. You can l- listen to it over and over again. Right. Hopefully you can right. get a little bit of information here. But I think that's what's going on here. I can't imagine. Yeah,
8: it's, it sounds like it. Yeah, it's not like it's just something's not recognizing something. I just couldn't figure out what it was. That's all.
4: Right. So, the sad part is the Epson support couldn't either.
8: <laughs>
4: that's the sad part. <laughs> we don't know, sir. Buy another printer uh, or turn off the printer and turn it back on, Right.
8: Yeah, about. yeah. Oh, I've done that too and turned off the router and put it back on and they don't recognize each other. So, right. so mm-hmm. oh, but I'll do the IP thing. That's a great idea. I appreciate your help.
4: Oh, our pleasure. Thanks for yeah, calling. Not a problem. Thanks for listening.
8: Yeah. All right. All right. Have a good morning.
4: You too. Bye bye. So, we have another South Carolina listener besides Jeff. Whoa. <laughs> really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh. We love Jeff. Although oh, he's, we can't yeah. figure out his jokes. At least I can <laughs> Um Let's go to. Uh, Who else is going on here? We're gonna. Who's in line? We're gonna go to Rich in Glastonbury next. Hey, Rich, what's cooking?
9: Yeah, hi guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a problem. I tried to resolve it a couple weeks ago. I talked to you, and the um, website was informative, but it didn't solve the problem. Unfortunately. All right. But but I I think I have a deeper problem. I Mm. have a um, Dell laptop computer, and I have it hardwired to a HP. LaserJet. I can't get it to print. And then I have uh, another hard wire to Logitech speakers, and I can't get them to speak. So I, I don't know which way to go.
4: Well, they're connected both to the USB ports on your laptop, right?
9: Yeah. One, the, uh, the speaker's connected to like a circular port on the computer, and the uh, oh. printer's connected to a regular USB uh, rectangular port.
4: Okay. Well, the, the, the circular one is probably green. It's probably just your audio out port on your on your laptop, right?
9: Uh, it's actually uh, the, the it's a black color insert, and mm. I just put the plug in there right now.
4: But, and and then we heard it. We heard it say "ah." Yeah, it yeah. made its little "ah" sound.
9: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's working. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, heard, heard it. That, that's from the computer speaker.
4: Oh well, you got to tell the computer to use the the highfalutin speakers you just plugged yeah. into it because it's going to want to choose its own. Speakers, so you got to go
5: and choose the better one.
9: Now, how, how do we do that?
4: Um, well, you can just click on the speaker icon, right?
5: Yeah, down at the bottom right, there will be a speaker okay. icon. You can click on it, okay. and then uh, it'll pop up with the current selection of your speaker, whichever one that is. Right on the right of that, there will be a little arrow button. We call it a carrot. We don't know why. Uh, yeah, yeah she, and you can would... click that, and then you can it'll show you the other sound devices. Right. You can click on one of those, and that's when it, that's where it'll play.
9: Yeah. See, so what's coming up when I click on that? It comes up with a, a message box. It has speaker, headphones, Real tech, High Definition, but nothing else comes up besides that, except the volume control.
5: Well, the Real tech High Definition will be the the built in speakers on the computer. That's the motherboard sound controller. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that'll. If you have like a, a speaker jack on the computer, it'll play out through that. Right. Normally, the speaker jack is green. Right. Normally, not black. White, green. Yes.
9: No. This one. I'm looking at it right now. I'm on the computer. Uh, it's. Um yeah, it, it, it is. I just unplugged it. It is black. But, but mm-hmm. when I do a right click on that, mm-hmm. it has open sound settings, open volume mixer. Yeah. Uh, so you
4: can go in there in the sound settings and see if you can select a different speaker there. Okay. Uh, a different man. What, what are the speakers called that you're plugging in? Is it Logitech or what did you buy? Uh,
9: they're called uh, Logitech. There's two of them, but they yeah. connect to each other.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, going out that simple. I can't imagine it's actually, all right, well, it could be black, but it just seems weird that you're, I mean, the whole problem could be you're plugging it into the wrong output, I guess. Um, I, it could be the case. But
9: Yeah, but it, it worked for five years, though. Oh. Just, a couple of weeks ago, it just, just stopped working.
4: Have you checked to see oh. if the speakers work on another device to see if yeah. the speakers haven't failed?
9: No, I, I, yeah. I could try that. I have a desktop. I could plug it into that and try it on that.
4: Plug it into that, yeah. and I guarantee you that connection will be green.
9: Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: And if you have no sound, then your speakers died.
9: Okay. The, the, the other thing, I'm going to try both of those uh, by right-clicking on the speaker icon, Yeah, and then I'll try it on a different computer. But I still can't get the printer to work. Yeah. And uh, I, the article that you recommended was very educational. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read it, but I still can't get it to print. Um, and I did get to, um, after a couple of steps, it said, enter PIN. But I don't know where the pin is. For the uh, the printer. pin will
5: probably be on a label on the printer.
9: Boy, you know, I looked all over the printer, I couldn't find it. Um, maybe it's upside down or something like that.
5: Uh, it might actually be on the inside. If the is there a place that opens up like a hatch that opens up to replace cartridges? Yes. Uh, the the pin might be inside of that, okay. on a label, okay. it's somewhere inside the printer under that hatch. Okay. And okay. you might even have to take your cartridges out to see it. Wow. What a I've actually book. heard of that. Mm. Yeah.
9: Okay. All right. I
5: right. haven't actually seen it with my own eyeballs, but I've heard people say
4: that. So that's like the last step. Plug in your pin and you got to find this pin. It's like a, I don't know. It, it's
5: a password to control a printer. And it's crazy. It's, they hide it. All right.
4: Yeah. You can find the pin. I mean, also, you could always download the manual to find out where the pin's located.
5: Um, that might be an yeah. idea. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You might have to do that.
9: Okay. Well, why would these, both of these suddenly not work? it have been a recent uh, well, download that I did? I no, they they're
4: can't. two different things. They, your, yeah. your speakers could fail and your printers could have an issue. It's not necessarily an update, but we're, we're up okay. against the clock here, Rich. I hope that okay. helped you.
9: Yeah, let me, if you could put this on, um, on online, I could take a look at it also.
4: We'll do our best. We'll be right okay. back.